Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you're watching from, wherever you're listening from on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, and the others, you know them. You know, time zone. We, we, I love to talk about the time zone because what happened is that my guest, I think where I am perhaps some hours ahead, I, I, I would have to find out from him. But um, we are going to be looking, looking at that initially because the time zone is, is, is critical. Even in one country, the United States, there are several time zones that we have to follow, and, and that's okay. I we were talking about a number of things that that you'd want to hear about this afternoon, tonight, whenever, as we have said, relationships. All of us have relationships, be it platonic relationship intimate relationship but my guests believe that relationships are here to teach us something we can learn from relationship naturally so but we are going to hear from him what he thinks and it, it, it's um chris floyd uh, um you know we 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 are going to hear from him as i let him into the studio and talk about this difficult game relationship mm. hey chris Oh, you Hello, doctor. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. We, we, we are going to find out how this game plays. If it's a game, you are going to tell us. Uh, but, but but before I, I, I go into all of that, who, who is Chris? Talk to me. Who are you? Uh, gosh, so I am a conscious performance coach. I worked with different individuals, organizations, companies, and, and we really hit upon how great we can perform in our lives right as a company right. as an organization individually but we look at all areas of our life we don't just look at one particular area we look at our spirituality our right. our health and wellness mm -hmm. our per personal relationships of course how we deal with finances and then of course professional so i want to hit upon all of those areas when i'm working with clients set cool. some clear goals have them work towards what they want as opposed to what they don't want and really get them fine-tuned and get into uncomfortable action so that they're able to live not only the lives that they were meant to live, they can be successful, fulfilled, and happy. Hey, I love that. You know, as you say that, I I look back on what we call in psychology, I'm in psychology, positive mm -hmm. psychology. So yes. sort of a, a holistic sort of a perspective of the individual uh, you know and and that's what you're you're going to be doing based on the context of what you have just described but chris i i love to ask my guest this question um your childhood mm. oh. <laughs> so i i'm i'm in los angeles now i've been here for about 23 years i grew up out east uh which is just south of boston a town called brockton very um i love the town it was a very blue collar gritty athletic town you know a lot of good fighters came from there very proud city that i grew up in okay. you know but being a sensitive sensitive kid like a really you know emotional sensitive kid growing up in that type of environment i thought there was something wrong with me yeah. to the point where i was getting psychology you know i was seeing a therapist yeah. at, in elementary school and, and, and having that, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, we, we have emotions. We're able to explore those emotions, feel those emotions. But, you know, what's taught in today's society is, is no, push them down. You suck it up, yeah. you know, 
get get yourself together. So yeah. that's what I did. You know, I I I I went through my athletic career. I you know got my business degree. Um, had this idea that if I worked at a great corporation, you know, which I did many times over, um, yeah. then I'd be happy and successful. And you know, lo and behold, that that wasn't the case. And you know, that's why I pursued coaching. But okay. you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy where I grew up. But mm -hmm. I definitely put on a lot of masks and a lot of armor to 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 get through that. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I, I love that. But you're listening to Ken Youth Exploration, your topic in the podcast. I'm Dr. Ken Youth White. Chris, you said something that 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 is very it, it touches me uh, sort of because mm. this thing about hey, man up, we'll call it. Man up. Yeah. Tough yeah. up. Go through it. Boys yeah. get that a lot. Get 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 yeah. that a lot. Yeah. How, how do you think because we're looking at relationships how do you yeah. think boys now connect with with, with relationships men become right. men right. and connect with relationships because of that sort of perspective right. yeah they don't show we're taught not to show our true emotions you know and what some would call authenticity or vulnerability is is shunned upon Right. And if you look at leadership today in the world, it's it's you don't you see all the wins. But if anybody fails, which is or falls, then they're they're berated, they're judged, you know, and that's part of any any success is is failure is uh, falling down. But it's the yeah. point of getting right back up. So this is the whole point of I want in my life and I yeah. know people in my community want authentic, real, deep relationships. And in order to get those relationships, we need to share from the depths of our soul. And we need to do that first and foremost. And I think this is what's happening with society today is that a lot of people have reached a level of success, but there's an unfulfillment because they're not able to really let out what they're feeling yeah. and, 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 and allow that to come to the surface. And when we hold those things in, such as like shame or guilt or something that we've been through, it grows in power and overtakes us. When we're able to let those things out and, and share them and express them and, and coming from an ownership standpoint, not just a victim standpoint, but an ownership standpoint, that's when they start to diminish in power. That's when we start to really see with clarity and live the life we're meant to live. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I, I'm going to move into um, the, 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 the alcoholic father situation, but um, let, let me let me say this. I went to uh all boys school so to speak yeah right and um i i look back at it and said to myself we spend a lot of time in school in high school right and um we we were not able to interact with females as much as we would want to i've been spent yeah almost half of the day well almost all of the day in in school you know in, mm. in uh, all boys school how do you think picking you a bit that affects persons like me relationship with the the the, the opposite sex right i think mm. i can say that I, I i believe i've had a good relationship but i'm just looking at it from a general perspective mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. how boys how does it affect boys who had gone to, yeah. to all us you know all boys school yeah well you know i think i feel that it's 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 understanding, you know, as men today, you know, it's understanding what feminine is and how to hold space for that, right? Yeah. Like there are two different energies that, that we work with. 
And if we're always dealing with, say, you know, I look at it in masculine, feminine, not necessarily male, female. Okay. But if we're if we're understanding what we hold and how we hold that, right? And if we're taught to treat men a certain way or masculine yeah. a certain way, then you know, when it comes to dealing with the opposite sex or the feminine, yeah. well, they're two different energies and two different qualities. So mm -hmm. how you may speak to a buddy yeah. is not the same way you're going to speak to your spouse, right? Yeah. Because if you treat that and just the, the feminine or the, as the masculine, they're not going to quite understand that. And by the way, the feminine, yeah. same way, treating mm -hmm. the masculine in a oh, certain yeah. way. Yeah, in the reverse. So it's right? really Definitely. understanding yeah. the integration of it all right yeah yeah so, definitely mm -hmm. because because i was looking at it from the perspective chris of um you being at school and you're able to to pull a chair out for the female if it's a you know coeducated boy and girl boys and girls right you pull a Correct. chair out you will sit and have a meal with a female and you'd have learned that throughout your time <laughs> in school yeah that's what i'm saying right. it's a study that needs yeah. to be done and i'm thinking about doing that study um, because it, it's critical. Just saying that. <laughs> well, they're they're you're learning chivalry right there. That's right. chivalry. Mm -hmm. Now, how to truly hold space for emotion? That mm -hmm. takes work and practice. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is something that I've spent the past 14 years in men's organizations, not okay, only cool. learning for myself, but be able to teach as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's critical. All right. Your father, I, I suspect, um, was an alcoholic. Am I right? You're right. Yeah, sure. So, mm -hmm. uh, what have you learned from from growing up in, in, with that sort of um, environment? Um, yeah. You know, for the being an alcoholic. Yeah. So, so first and foremost, you know, I look at my father now. He's still alive and he still drinks. Right. You know, I look at my father now is is this this really this soul like this loving soul he i was never uh, you know abused or beat or, or anything by him you know the yeah. thing that i learned about my dad is you know him being an only child you know yeah. having a very um traumatized childhood because he lost his mother at a okay. really young age mm. and then my sister passed when i was 12 and she was nine so he went through some really tough yeah. life life situations that yeah. no one was ever really there to teach him how to deal with those right when my when my grandmother died when he was a teenager you know my father my grandfather just kind of like gave him money and let him live his life however he wanted yeah. um, bought him a car did this and that but nobody ever was there to show him how to really be that father figure a man so what I learned throughout the years, and yes, I got upset, you know, dad, you need to take better care of yourself. You need yeah. to, the, I, I would, I would meet it with compassion. I would meet it with anger, you know, all sorts. My sister and I both, you know, I have another sister who's still alive. Right. And there was a lot of frustration through the years. But what I came to is, you know what? He did the best job with the tools that he had and, and understanding that he, chooses this lifestyle right i can i can put up boundaries such as yeah. no you know i'm not going to talk to you when you're drinking and no you can't yeah. you know be around the kids when you're drinking and so on and so forth but i can love you yeah. i can love you and i can have compassion for you and what you've been through in your life right but yeah. i don't have to allow that to affect who i am 
or bring that into my family if I choose not to. Yeah. So again, it's meeting it with compassion and understanding. And when I learned that and when I really saw that, truly saw that for who he was and realized that it wasn't my fault or anything I did, right? Yeah. That I was chose him to be my father and I thank him for the gifts and the lessons that he's given me right from not only directly but yeah. indirectly and I literally have thanked him for this thank you dad mm -hmm. right for these things then I was able to release the triggers and just love him and and still love him for the, for who he is right now even though he chooses the lifestyle he chooses yeah. he will be ready when he's ready if he ever is ready that's his prerogative but I can still show up in my life as 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 the man I am today. What what was the the, the alcoholism you know, sort of um, abusive? Is, is it an abusive sort of response from him? Mm -hmm. Was it abuse? No, was he was, was never he abusive. He wasn't abusive. Okay. He wasn't abusive. No. Okay. Right. He was not right. abusive. He was he was a very he had a very uh, you know he what he did was the exact it was very loving. Uh, he was very um, he buried his emotions okay. is what he did yeah right he didn't understand how to let these things out yeah. and and he never you know we gave him tools to potentially do that but he didn't take that option so he it wasn't an abusive not okay. at all it was right. just a very um emotionally uh wasn't there yeah but that's that's what i chose and because yeah. he was that i chose to look yeah. at it in a different limelight. I chose to step onto a different stage in my life, you know, okay. and, and not, I didn't have to step into that stage. So. You know, I have an interesting question that relates mm -hmm. to men and, and um, you know, since you have gone through that. I've gone through um, a, 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 a relationship with my father who he had, he was an alcoholic as well. So something yeah. similar to your, to you. But I decided not to drink. He, he yeah. used rum. White rum, so you know, as you know, what we're talking about, right? And mm -hmm. um, I decide I've never um, used white rum, you know, never drink that, yeah, yeah? I, yeah. because of, of of what I saw with my father. Yeah. So the question yeah. is, oh, 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 that affects you, the alcoholic mm -hmm. um, context of your father affect your drinking, mm -hmm. your socializing. How does it affect? Yeah, uh, we're very, we're. I'm very aware, agree? you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I do, but I'm very aware of when and how that happens. So yeah. I don't drink to numb. I'll right. drink to right. ha have a celebration or have a, a ritual like thing with my wife. I rarely right. drink past seven or eight o'clock at night. You yeah. know, you know, I'm up early in the morning. So if it becomes a thing where you know, in my life, where it's like this, this power then I'm really looking at that and go, no, no, yeah. this isn't, this isn't yeah. what I choose because I want to be as clear and as focused as I can be, you know, as a father of myself of two yeah. kids, 16 and 10, um, a husband of 16 years, 17 years going on. So, you know, there's, there's certain things that, that I have lined up in my life. And, you know, if that's the dominating factor, I'm just very mindful of it. Cause my, my wife's mother, uh, you know, parents were too alcoholics. So we're both yeah. looking at it yeah. in a very, um, careful way. And yeah. we, we understand that. Yeah. So. And, and, and that is important. That is why mm -hmm. we're talking about our, what relationship can teach us and, 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 you know, that's right. that roll into the context of, of 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 really the lessons that relationship had because that's it, it yes that taught me to
to keep away from alcohol, alcohol in, you know, <laughs> in, in an excessive yeah. type of way. And, and you know, it, it taught you something as, as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that is good. But tell me, or the spirituality as it relates to, to relationships. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, something I you know would like to find out about what 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 is the key to a true spiritual partnership in relationship because mm. relationship is about partnership, right? So what my wife and I first discovered this term. You know, we've been married for a certain amount of years, and then I think about eight nine years ago, we kind of got to this point where we were learning and doing deep work on ourselves, and we realized that this is more than just a marriage. This is a spiritual partnership. Yeah. And, and my definition of spiritual partnership is, is really helping each other's souls grow, right? So we're holding space for each other's souls to grow. So we're in service of each other, you know, holding each other and allowing that to happen, right? Giving honest feedback, you know, being truthful okay. with what's coming up in our lives, you know, and being mindful of the context in which we use that as well, making sure that it's not about us projecting onto the other one, but really showing up and being as clear and as truthful as we can, not burying things um, uh, for the sake of burying things because it's going to be uncomfortable. We're both all about talking about it when it's there. There's rarely a time would go by 24 hours that if we're holding on to something that we're not discussing it. We're letting oh, okay. it out as soon as it surfaces all yeah. the time. And we've always done that in our relationships. And, but, you know, and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper as we get older and older. So my, my listeners, my audience will ask, is, is it too, is it odd to swallow honest feedback? Is it odd? Yeah. To swallow. It, it, the, the it can be painful. Feedback. It okay. can be painful. It can be a jagged little pill. It can, it can hurt. But I think that the hurting sometimes, the, the hot hand on the stove is yeah. what we need to wake us up. Okay. But the key is, do you choose to keep your hand on the stove and allow yourself to keep getting burned over and over again? Or do you want to take it off and choose a different direction, right? So that discomfort and that little bit of pain is an awakening sometimes. And it's something we need to feel, but we don't have to be in that long period for if we don't choose to. We can do something about it and change our trajectory if we, if we, unless you're, you're, you're addicted to that and you want to stay yeah. in that, which a lot right. of people are, right? right? Cause they, cause the change of getting out of that toxic environment is harder. What are we going to do if I release that energy? What am I going to do if there's a big void there? Cause they've been living in it their entire lives. So, you know, as a coach, I get to work with people to help them yeah. discover what are we going to replace that with? not just just remove it and then what can we put in its place as we as we move forward if that makes sense yeah it does it does mm -hmm. but 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 i don't want to to think chris that when when two people come together they, they come with from different backgrounds as you know different personalities yeah right and 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 therefore there's this clash that that can happen right because of, of the differences individual differences yeah. right so 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 what you're saying is 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 good and i'm gonna play devil's advocate here but but um it's 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 that easy relationship is odd chris yes <laughs> i agree <laughs> <laughs> i agree so so if relationship is that odd 
how can we, male and female, right, become quote unquote perfect in our relationship? We talk about spiritual partnership, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. how, how can that happen? What type of time frame does it take <laughs> to, to make that happen? Talk to me. All right. So first of all, I want you to remove the word perfect okay. from your vocabulary. Okay. Right. <laughs> because, yeah. because if you were perfect, right. then no one would, you would be lonely because no one would be able to relate to you. Right. Okay. As, as mm-hmm. my uh, fellow coach, Peter Crone says, right. Mm-hmm. So you want to eliminate that perfect and understand that you're going to make mistakes first right. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right. You say it's odd. I agree with you, but that's mm-hmm. the whole point, And that's where, David Data talks about in his book, Way of the Superior Man, is understanding the feminine and the masculine aspects of of what it is, what a relationship is, right? If If you're trying to find a relationship with your, let's say, mate that does everything you do, right yeah. and is like we're we love this and we love that and we're the same personalities and this and that well there's no polarity there and what mm. i mean by polarity is the yeah. the opposites attract yeah. the attraction right. the chemistry yeah. right so when you meet that person that that has maybe you you get along with and maybe has similar interests but not all interests mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. maybe one's an introvert and one's an extrovert like my wife and i yeah right yeah. she mm-hmm. likes playing on with plants and all her herbalism stuff. And I like to go out for a three hour bike ride or whatever the case may be. Right. Those are the, and then we can come together at the end of the day and talk about these things and these experiences that we had. So she is, I I won't call her my best friend, but she's my wife. You know what I mean? Like I think best friends have real similar things that they can get through. Yeah. But you might not be attracted to your best friend, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And I'm attracted to her because I allow her to be in her feminine and yeah. I hold space for her to be in her feminine. And I, I love when she's she lets herself go and, and, and yeah. is in that. And yeah. at the same time, she allows me to be in my masculine and feel all the feelings I need to feel in that. Right. Yeah. And then we get to talk about it and come together. So I think there's a, you know, we can dive deeper into that, but that's what it comes down to is understanding mm-hmm. that there's opposites attract and that's what forms that chemistry and, yeah. and understanding how to play in that world. So. Yeah. You know, I remember in university in my master's in psychology, a discussion came up about love decreasing. Love can decrease because you fall in love with an individual because mm-hmm. of a personality, looks, whatever. And, and yeah. eventually that decreases. Uh, uh, what, what do you think about that? What are your views and, and love decreasing? <laughs> you know, for me, I can only speak about, you know, yeah. myself. I've seen a lot of relationships and I've worked with people that it's gotten better. And then I've seen a lot where it's definitely they've lost communication and, it, and right. they've grow apart. So I think there's two marriages in life. One, you can either be married to the, to the same person twice or okay. you're going to marry a second person yeah. twice, yeah. right? Yeah, so one, that second marriage is your spiritual partnership, so to speak. Okay. Now, now for me, what happened with me is, is the first phase was me giving her my heart, like having that feeling, that vulnerability and like really sharing how I felt about her and yeah. knowing that she could do anything she wanted with it. And then as we, the first two and a half years of our getting together and dating and 
living together and so on and so forth it just kind of was easy it was really easy like i loved being around her she loved being around me and then when we had our first child i watched her hold that hold that our baby our son and yeah. i just fell even more deeply in love with her because i saw the yeah. mother come out in her Definitely. right and then yeah. then we had our daughter six years later and it was like even better and then i watched her flourish you know she's she's growing in her career and i watched her courageously you know deal with some of the traumas and some of the things that she needed to deal with from childhood and and hold yeah. that space for when she was ready and watched her come out and just be this beautiful woman and i really feel that you know the next 20 30 40 50 years i just think it's going to get even better and better yeah. that's how it feels right now because yeah. we choose to hold that space and watch each other dive deeper into the centers of our souls and that's yeah. where i think we do we know it's not about the other person doing it for us it's about us doing it for us and us doing the work on ourselves first and foremost and yeah, then I, we get to come together and you sure. know what you have said is very important because i am thinking that okay if there is this one thing that makes the, the 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 person interested in the other person i mean the lady interested in the man or the man interested in the lady right um right. if that decreases there is a possibility that you can find something else of interest so keep growing by looking yes. for something else of interest you know right. find another perspective of the person i love right that. <laughs> you're you're hitting it not right on the head it's it's yeah. the interest of what sparks you and that's right. what i mean about bringing it to life if you're yeah. sitting there and you're codependent on the other person and what they're doing yeah. which i see in a lot of relationships and you're not doing what you choose to do mm. then it becomes this this thing where it's like i need to know what's going on with you yeah. and what i mean by work on yourself is not just about healing trauma it's about looking at what is it that excites you that brings you joy right that what are you passionate about follow that yeah. fill your cup up first and then you're going to be your best version of yourself and that person that you're with is going to love you even more because they're going to see you vibrating at this really high level right and then I've, they're going to be compelled to do that i have a tip side to that though chris you're listening to can you exploration your topic in the podcast i'm dr ken Youth white chris is that selfishness ah that's a great question i believe it's not if it's done in the right context okay right it's self-love okay selfishness or self-love which do you choose yeah right if it now granted having a family yes there's certain things you need to you need to look at and so you know you need to pay the bills you need to uh, yeah. you know put food on the table uh provide shelter you know spend quality time with your children quality time with your spouse if you're doing all those things, fantastic, right? Yeah. But carving time for yourself is vital because this is one thing I ask all my clients on a scale of one to 10, yeah. how fulfilled are you in your life? Mm -hmm. And when I first start working with them, a lot of people, even though they might've reached a level of success, might be at a four or five, right? Oh. And if they're at a four or five, I ask, well, how much of you your best version of yourself are you able to give to your kids to your spouse to your job to your career yeah and then it's like oh 
<laughs> well, no, you're not being the best version of you. You're not being the most right. creative. You're not being the most successful. You're not being because you're you're selling yourself out and giving to everybody. And then eventually that resentment comes into play. So, yeah. so the question now is how do we get your cup up to 10? Yeah. What do we need to do to bring those things in so that you're operating in a 10 and you can give the best version of you to everything around everything and everyone around you. So right. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's self love. Right, right. You know, before I look at um, the, the, the um, vulnerability of um, um, the, the sexes, I like to call it and um, the journey work. Let me let me let me let me ask this. The love language. Yeah, the love script, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's different, right? That's right. Between That's a man right. and a woman. But guess what happened? A typical marriage, the husband and the wife have a different expectation, has a different expectation as to what love is and how to express love. So, mm -hmm. so Chris, is it that that can be a challenge within relationship because oh i say for hypothetically oh i say i love the lady right is that the way mm -hmm. she believe i should say i love her or, or express mm -hmm. my love to her what's what's going mm -hmm. on there that can be a challenge yeah well that's that's the beauty and that's why we grow life is challenges right yeah but again, it comes down to communication. You mentioned okay. the love languages, right? Yeah. yeah. Being able to get curious and ask your your spouse, what is your love language? Okay. You know, do you like gifts? Do you like words of affirmation? Do you do you prefer spending quality time together? Do you like touch? You know, all of those things are vital, and it's it's our our job, our duty as as if we're going to talk just men right now yeah. to find that out and 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 realize what is it that that really speaks to her what yeah. is it that she loves right mm -hmm. and 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 talk and ask the question i don't care if it's it's you know those love language or or being really specific about yeah. you know we can get into you know what do you prefer sweetie do you want us to spend some quality yeah. time do you want to go on a date do we want to go on a vacation right you know how does that look even in the bedroom by the way yeah right yeah. what is it you like right that could be uncomfortable with certain people but yeah. but asking the question what is it you prefer yeah. in the bedroom right when we're making love what is that that one thing well slow down a little bit you know yeah. or this or i like it when you do this or kiss my you know get specific ain't uncomfortable around what it is and and by the way vice yeah. versa this is what i like right mm -hmm. come together with that communication and even though it could be like well it's going to be awkward so what this yeah. life is awkward, you know, get yeah. uncomfortable. If you, you know, if you're burying what your needs are and you're not expressing that and vice versa, then you're not going to come together in the way that you should come together. Yeah. But that's what you're talking about. Conversations, uncomfortable conversations is what makes life worth it. Interesting. And if we can interesting. jump into those. <laughs> yeah. Right? If we can jump into those then our needs are going to be met and we're going to be living a lot clearer and a lot happier, <laughs> moving in the direction we want to move in. I love that, Chris. I love that. This is Ken Youth Explanation. You're talking in a podcast. I'm Dr. Ken Youth. I'm sitting here with Chris. But Chris, the, the, you know, we're going to vulnerability now. I call it the, the, the um, vulnerability of the sexes. 
who is more vulnerable here? Uh, um, the, the the male or the female? What's going on here? Are, are you? Who's more vulnerable right now? At yeah. this moment, if you were to take a lump sum of the, the 7 billion people on Earth, I think females are more vulnerable right now. Right, um, right. Mm. But having said that, I think men are craving, a majority of men, not all of us, right? Yeah. Are craving vulnerability and they don't know yeah. how to ask. Right, right. They don't know how to ask. Mm. Because when we're holding and i said this earlier but when we're yeah. holding things in and we're trying to be do-it-yourself mother effers right like i was for the longest time yeah it, it becomes this this sense of hopelessness like i can't do this as much anymore i'm holding it all for myself and i'm not able to let out these pure emotions that i need to mm. um need to yeah. So as, as, and this could be for some women too, that are holding it in yeah. vulnerability is a strength. Yeah. Vulnerability takes courage, right? We're always like, man up, you did a great job. You sucked <laughs> yeah. it up and you, you did awesome. Well, let's talk about what's really going on deep inside there. Yeah. Let's peel back that, that programming and those layers that you've been putting on for so many years. And let's get to the depth of who you really are. You know, yeah. for me, intimacy isn't just about sex. Intimacy right. is about deep rooted relationships where you get to talk yeah. about what's really going on and what's making you tick and your dreams and your goals and the things that have held you back. And those things that you have been through in life that you wouldn't wish upon anybody, but you learn some beautiful lessons from those situations and those challenges. Yeah. Your superpowers came from those places, came from those times. Let's talk about those things, right? And then yeah. turn it not from a victim standpoint, but from an ownership standpoint. And yeah. when we can do that, there's a freedom that lies within that allows those other type of people that are sharing that same type of philosophy to come into your life because you're modeling that yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. So. You said something about intimacy is, you know, is more than sex. And, and this triangle triangle theory of love the, this thing about intimacy passion and commitment when those three are working together it is said to be a, a, you know a, a complete love right the yes. passion the sex the intimacy the sharing as you talked about and the commitment i will stay with you um lady no matter what happened you know that is is critical you know mm. but um yes but um the, the journey work chris What's that? Mm -hmm. Journey so work. journey journey work is plant medicine work, and so basically anything from uh, ayahuasca, psilocybin, tons, dozens of other different work. And I I truly believe that plants um, are here with an intelligence to teach us and to allow us to kind of really see who we are and to yeah. give us information. Um, and for us this journey work and this exploration of, of different types of plants, psychedelics have allowed us to come together in a, in a deep, deep way that, um, that, that I, I, I think is just a beautiful, beautiful way, a beautiful thing. You know, it's, it's allowed us to see shadows within ourselves that we get to work on, that we get to hold. It's allowed us to see our little boy, my little boy, you know, and her little girl, right? Yeah. That we get to, to learn to love 
you know, and not just kind of push down and say, shush, like maybe some adults have, you know, it's got me to really see my dad from a different perspective, you know, and, and it's, it's work that we do on our own with communities. Um, and it's been kind of invaluable in our lives. Um, just a really uh, amazing thing. And, and, you know, you know, in the States and you know, as uh, you, from what you do, a lot of research and studies are coming out right now from, you know, John Hopkins and how they're treating PTSD and depression and, and all of these things. So, um, you know, we found it about eight years ago and it's, it becomes a, a pivotal part of our growth and our connection to not only to ourselves, to each other and to the people around us and, and, and the earth. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm happy you, you talk about plants because, you know, it, it's, it's really a, a part of our life, right? And um, we can relax through gardening, you know, things like that. And, you know, um, have mm-hmm. plants around us. If you realize in my background, a lot of trees. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Great hey, background. Tell you, right? Chris, your teachers, you know, who are some of, your greatest teachers you know talk to me about that yeah yeah you know i think it all started in 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 high school with you know my graphics teacher who really believed in me he was more than just graphics he was really the one that said you know you get to go to college and and i want to help you get there you know mr peck and you know he got me into his old alma mater where i was eventually you know got my business degree from yeah. You know, I, I love, um, you know, when I first discovered spirituality and what that was, I, I dove into Joseph Campbell's work, you know, and, and his philosophy of, of what spirituality is. Um, I just I love that aspect of of who he is. You know, I love people that like a like someone like Laird Hamilton, who carves his own path in in the world of surfing right and he right, says right. you know what i'm gonna do it this way that's the traditional way of doing things following the circuit but you know what i'm gonna ride big waves and i'm gonna challenge myself and stay on the edge every single day and then you know we have local you know my local friends david yeah. dressler and spencer figueroa and all these these people that have done these these great built these businesses and have have, have shown up and, and looked at themselves in deep ways that that really just just you know, gave me insight to that's the way it is. I see that person doing that. I'm going to go after that. And maybe I haven't even said anything to them, but they're doing the work on themselves. And I'm, it's giving me an opportunity to really look at me and how I'm showing up in the world. So that inspiration is there coming from their actions and how they do things. Yeah. That's, that's great. I I, I love that, Chris, but um, tell me freedom. And, and you said that, and it, it brings me to freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what that it's means an inside job. It is an inside job, you know? Um, yeah. What that I means. Said, if so Peter Crone, I'll mention his name again. He has an amazing quote. I can't take credit for it, but I keep using it because I love it. Right. It says, life yeah. will, sh- will present to you the people and the circumstances to show you where you are not free. Okay. Right. Mm. So when you're looking around and you're feeling triggers, right. From people that show up in your life, well, triggers are an awesome thing because they show you 
where you still need to look at things right. within yourself that you need to look at. So you're looking at, at all of these people. Why is this person show or this type of person relationship keep showing up in my life? Why does this circumstance keep coming into my life over and over again? Am I, do I have the courage to look at that and the emotions that surround it go into the middle of it, right? Because I truly believe that in the middle of those emotions are where our freedom and happiness lies. But we have to have the courage to go into them and feel them and experience them and say, yes, I want to make a shift. I want to make a change because I believe that I should be up climbing this mountain and not right here in this thing. Yeah. We want to accept where we are, but say, what are the things that we need to work on? Because I deserve to be free and, and freedom is everything. It's an inside job for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I have clients who will, will come to me and say, hey, that I keep having the same relationship intimate relationship same person same sort of person same sort of yeah. person same sort of person over and over again we call this in psychology repetitive relationship syndrome yes you know the same type of people coming into your life so is it that my client is experiencing a sense of freedom they would say hey this is awful i i, I this is not freedom yeah we talked earlier about not wanting to let go of what's familiar, okay. yeah. right? So, for example, I had a client a couple of weeks ago who is with her husband and they're having some real difficulties and she's getting triggered and angry all the time. Yeah. What we did is we were able to briefly chase it back to when she was four. And, and I said, well, what is it about your husband that, that upsets you? Well, right. It's about his control when he says that he's going to do this and he doesn't give me an opportunity to, to, to make a decision or to give my opinion. I go, where else in your life has that happened? Mm -hmm. Well, when I was four, my brothers did the same thing. They would make the decisions for me. I said, well, what did you do? I go, well, I would just freeze up or I would go off and do something yeah. else. And I wouldn't yeah. do that. So you held that in your entire life. So this patterning of moving through life and then going, oh, that person came back into my life. This yeah. person came back into my life yeah. and the same situations keep came coming in. So when she recognized that that was her brother's, that that old familiar energy is something yeah. she's been holding on to, she was able to look at it and say, oh, do I want to continue with this any longer? Can I shift that energy and okay. move in a different direction? and move that into something else. And so that that case of, of finding that relationship or that person is a matter of doing the work, seeing the patterning, and then being able to move it into another direction. Now, is it gonna happen just like that? No, of course, no. you know this with yeah, your clients. Right, right. It's over time, it comes in the spiral, right? But that spiral comes around it again and it gets a little softer and it comes yeah. around again yeah. and a little softer and softer, softer. And most people think it's gonna go away like that. It's not. It's just going to go to a point where it's going to be a little bit of a whisper and it's yeah. not going to make those decisions for you any longer. Yeah. Right. So that's what I think it is. It's about showing up for that work and understanding that it's a part of you and loving that regardless. Interesting. You're a coach and um, being a coach, I, I like to find out what sort of um, philosophy you use in your, in your coaching um, client. Mm -hmm. You perhaps have alluded to that before. But, um, you know, be specific as it relates to the philosophy you use. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I, I believe for me, it's all about falling in love with the journey of becoming your greatest self, right? It's it's not, yes, we want to create goals and destinations, but when we can really look at this this exploration of of moving through this mountain of not knowing what is the next door that's going to open or that path that's going to open up and just trusting that as long as we stay in action then these beautiful gifts from the universe are going to come in to us for yeah. us and 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 present themselves in the just right times in the just right ways yeah. but it's all about the falling in love with the journey and understanding that it's not about something trying to hold you down it's about something a challenge that comes to you to make you stronger and there's always resistance there to teach us to show us to help us become a, the best versions mm. of ourselves yeah yeah i love that hey chris i i am a, an education junkie so to speak education freak i'm also a fitness freak <laughs> <laughs> not much of a, of a fitness freak but you you are in the fitness industry some fitness thing and you yeah. transition into coaching Oh, mm -hmm. you do that. What What's going on there? Talk to me about that. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, my whole thing was about, you know, it was always under my nose the whole time, the fitness industry and working with people, being an athlete, uh, college football, then becoming an endurance athlete and hitting yeah. these different uh, cycling, triathlete, you know, all this stuff, and ultra endurance, mountain biking. And you know, I was able to take on a, a certain path my way and understand and, and create training programs for me. And and all of a sudden it was like, hey, can you help me okay. do this or coach this? And so it just <laughs> was one of those things yeah. that I didn't, I had this belief system of, I need to have a degree and I need to work right. in a corporation. But when I really opened myself up to go, no, there's more here. Yeah. Then the opportunities came my way and I was able to work for a variety of fitness companies um, to help to train trainers and, and certify instructors. But doing that, you know, I had the, uh, I got chosen to work at a different, a bunch of different uh, conventions and create my own content. Right. And what the content that I created that I was drawn to was about becoming the best version of yourself, the best instructor, the best trainer, the best teacher that you could. So a lot of that work that I presented throughout the years that I thought was just for the fitness industry actually yeah. became <laughs> more for life. It was told to me dozens of times. And then yeah. one time a client said, hey, can you work with my sales team? And yeah. I did. And mm. we ended up keeping the same philosophy, the same type of training, you know, the same type of workshops and then worked with them, you know, mentoring them and getting them on the right path to what they needed to. And we had a 30% increase in sales and the best, you know, sales they've had in 30, 28 years. And I was like, wow, there's something here. You know, it wasn't about just the money. It was about getting them on the right path to the, yeah. to themselves. And then that's when the transition started from fitness into mm -hmm. coaching and into personal development and working with people from all works of life. So that's kind of the, the brief story. I love it. it. I love it. So you have yeah. trans the, the, the concept in the fitness, fitness industry, you have um, um, transferred that concept into the, 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 the coaching um, industry yeah. right yeah so to speak sure have yeah, I, sure I, I, have my, my philosophy yeah <laughs> you know my philosophy it's it's more than just losing weight it's more than just crossing a finish yeah. line yeah right it's, it's again that. it's that journey of of going through and going am i really enjoying this yeah. you know yeah. climbing a mountain on my mountain bike or is this really torturous 
Well, yeah. if it's torturous, why are we doing it? What are we trying to prove? Because I've seen so many people like go through a fitness routine to escape their emotions and feelings, right? Thinking it's about, I can't tell you how many people I'm working with now that were like, I need to lose 15 pounds or I got to change my <laughs> eating habits. There's so much more. I'm like, okay, tell me more. And then an yeah. hour and a half later, it's, it <laughs> becomes about the relationship with their husband and yeah. how they're not happy and they haven't been happy for 10 years. Or originally just think yeah. if I lost 10 pounds, then I would be happy. And that's never the case. There's something. Psychosomatic. Yeah, I know, right? That's right. That happened. <laughs> but you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah, I say for instance the SWAT analysis, right? I have used right. that in my sessions. Um, and you know mm -hmm. SWOT analysis is a business concept, but it can be used as it relates to SWOT analyzing yourself as an individual. Yeah, I, I, you yeah. Know, to create strategies in order to so so yeah, some of these concepts can be shifted in, into you know into a different um location, you know, that's to right. make sense. Um that's, that's cool. Right. Tell me though, conscious performance coaching what what is that what, what's that talking about chris <laughs> you're like I, I love that because you know it, i mean it's all there right we're performing i want oh. people to perform at the best i want them to perform the best versions of themselves in all areas of the, their lives consciously okay right and i think a lot of people go through and, and what i mean by that is listening to that inner voice of what is really driving you a lot of a lot of companies a lot of people have built successful companies off of the left brain survival way of being right mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna hit on the judge is gonna ridicule me and push me and drive me and it's i'm gonna hate every step of it and i'm gonna berate myself the whole step of the way and then they reach a level of success and say okay high five great okay what's next Right. I see this all the time here in Los Angeles where people make a success, sell a company and it's like, I'm not satisfied. What's the next thing? Well, yeah. I'm not satisfied. Well, you have enough money for you and your kids and your grandkids to live, but you're still not satisfied. Right. There's yeah. an underlying worthiness thing that's going on here. So my whole thing is let's pull them to the right brain. Let's bring them into the more compassionate way of being. Let's get them into the more innovative, creative way of being. Let's get them into the more, uh, that place that it's going to be healthier, that science actually, studies actually show that not only will you be 30% more successful if we were relating it to a sales team, live 10 years longer and be exponentially happier right yeah. if we can bring your place from left brain and burn new neural pathways to your right brain this is the mental fitness part of what i teach okay. is getting them to go through that mental fitness programming and training so that they're activating that side of their brain and the gray matter is there the majority of the time so that we're working towards this 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 beautiful life that we're all we all deserve to live so hey, chris i want you to play with this for two minutes because look, yes. you talk about um, you want people to be their best, right? Perform their best, yeah. as we perform. But there's this thing, my primary school um, back in Jamaica, that the motto was only the best is good enough. And a few schools have that going. But the, the best is not always good enough. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Because, yeah, you want us to perform at our best. You'd like people to do that. But is the best mm -hmm. always good enough? 
Well, it depends on what what that is. Okay. Like I mentioned earlier, right? If if you're always chasing, if you're thinking I'm going after something, but I'm never worthy, right? I'm always crossing the finish line and on podium, but I'm still not happy, right? It's your definition of best. It's your definition of success, right? So when I work with my clients, we get to define what is best for you? Yeah. What is success for you? Does that align with fulfillment and happiness, right? Yeah. Because your version of best isn't necessarily your uncle's version of best okay. or your parents' version of best. And yeah. I think that programming and, and disrupting that programming, if it's not healthy or it's not doing you well, is really important, right? Yeah. To, to living yeah. the life that we were meant to live. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I love that, Chris. Chris, <laughs> I ask all of my guests this when I close it. Have you ever been to Jamaica? I have not. Why, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. There's so many places I because I live in Southern California. <laughs> but <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, but but uh, it, it is on my list, and someday I will be there, and I will uh, you know check it out for sure. Ah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, Chris, it was nice talking to you. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure that my guests, my, my audience will learn, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from you. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's really a lot of stuff that you have talked about, and, you know, it's really good stuff. Right? We love that. Right. Beautiful. All right, Chris. Thank you so much for having me on, Doctor. I really appreciate it. It was great to meet you as well. Yeah, man. So. Nice meeting you too. All right. Goodbye. That was Chris Proud. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really uh, um, uh, some good concept that he had put forward. And I'd want you to go to his website. It's in the description. Go to the links. Link up Chris, right? Have a discussion with him. If you are a, a, a part of corporate America, corporate world, corporate Jamaica, anywhere, right? Um, you know, Talk to Chris and, and see if you can get him to, to, to talk to your workers, to, to do a presentation, to, to talk to you as a couple, right? Even though he's not a psychologist, he's a coach that can help you. He's a professional who knows his stuff. And, and we just want to, to thank Chris for coming in on Can Youth Exploration, your topic in the podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and goodbye.